Huh? Had a long, had a long weekend, Sam. I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to be tired every once in a while. What happened to you this weekend? That's you know, shit to do. I'm an important man. Oh shit! Mel sent me a picture of you holding up a sign over the weekend in a like a big lots or something. Yes. <laughs> what 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 needs to happen? What needs to happen is you need to lay off the sugar. Okay. Because in the immortal words of Super Chunk, I think you're hyper enough as it is. Let's start the show. <laughs> I also have a lot of cavities. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the ecstatic Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Hey, pretty good. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm doing great. Everton didn't lose this weekend. Hey, that's good when you have off. That's details people do not need to focus you know, on. Really Everton didn't lose this week. You know what would be really funny? If they warm weather trained in Dubai or something, you know, like a lot of teams do nowadays when they have a weekend off. Um, but, like, their flight was delayed or something happened. You still lost, even though you didn't even play. Nope. We kept them in Finch Farm and made them, <laughs> made them stay in the cold. Uh, oh, we are recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. Something else you can do if you're one of our Spotify listeners, uh, create a channel. That actually helps uh, bring more focus to the show. So if you're on Spotify, create a channel, please. That would mean a lot. Awesome. Um, should you want to chat, there are many ways you can get in touch with us. Uh, Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch with us. Uh, sure. They um, can hit us up on social media, at DUFootballShow uh, is our address there. And then our email is DUFootballShow at gmail.com. Um, so please do get in touch. We love hearing from everybody. Excellent. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirit. So as the red-blooded blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Sammy, keeping the Irish train going. What are we drinking tonight? All right. So we have the Glendalock Black Pits Single Malt 7-Year-Old. Uh, it is seven full years in ex-bourbon barrels. Then it's finished in Black Pits Porter barrels. Um, Black Pits Porter is a brewery in Dublin um, that makes porter uh, in the traditional style, which before Irish Dry Stouts, was the preferred beer of Ireland. Yep. Um, they take barrels from Glendalock to age their porter in, then give them back to Glendalock so they can finish the whiskey that uh, in the barrels that previously held porter. Um, it'll run you between forty five ninety nine and forty nine ninety nine on the shelf. It comes in at ninety two proof, which is pretty damn affordable for a seven year old single malt Irish whiskey. Really good. Um, and I know a seven-year-old kind of seems odd. A lot of companies don't do that. Uh, it's kind of a Glendalock's way of paying homage uh, to St. Kevin the Martyr, which is the guy on the label, right? Um, who founded the city of the Seven Churches, which is now located in County Wicklow uh, National Park. Um, and the distillery is also located in County Wicklow. And one thing I did notice, they have a saint on their label. The label is neither green nor white, and the bottle is clear. So I can't. I don't know what to make of this. Is this Catholic or Protestant? <laughs> funny, uh, funny. You should ask. There is no such thing as Irish Catholic or Irish Protestant whiskey anymore. I knew that. I wrote the intro. I know. <laughs> um, I'm going to. Uh, I'm sorry for those of you that are good Irish Catholics that have always drank Jameson and say piss on Bushmills because it's Irish Protestant. I'm about to ruin your dreams, and I do apologize. Fuck them for political reasons instead. It's Northern Ireland, loyal to the crown. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Yes, back before prohibition uh, happened in the United States, in fact, that um, Bushmills was an Irish Protestant distillery, and the Middleton Distillery, which makes uh, uh, Jameson, was an Irish Catholic distillery. We'll overlook the fact that it was founded by a Protestant, but yeah, I don't want to ruin all the Catholic streams. Um, so, what happens is, is a through taxation, but through the potato famine, and then through um, the uh, prohibition in the United States, you get down to just three whiskey distilleries. And we talked about this a little bit last week. Um, and those three were ultimately owned by the, by the Irish government. That was the only way to keep them afloat. And of course, a government is not in the business of being distillers. So as soon as they could find someone to sell to, they did. Uh, the Middleton Distillery and the Jameson brand got sold to Pernod Ricard. Pernod Ricard is a uh, French-based company. company. Yep. And then Bushmills was sold to Diageo, who is an English-based company. Now, uh, Diageo is <laughs> represents a very famous Mexican brand. Uh, not well, anymore. Not anymore, don't. called Jose Cuervo. They used to. When and that- this is funny about that part, because I represented all this when the, when the trade went down. Yep. Um. Diageo wanted to build because they didn't own Cuervo outright. Right. They only had distribution rights up here and in return essentially gave Cuervo and Proximo the distribution rights for Smirnoff in South America. Right. They wanted those distribution rights back and they wanted to build a Smirnoff distillery at the Jose Cuervo estate, essentially. Right. Um, well, Proximo said, fine, we'll let you do that. But we're taking back... Cuervo distribution in the United States, and to sweeten the deal, you need to give us a couple brands. Mm-hmm. So they traded Bushmills essentially to Proximo. Yep. For their Smirnoff distribution in South America. Yes. So wild um, stuff. So so basically, you are drinking Irish French versus Irish English Mexican. You're not really drinking right. Irish Protestant or Irish Catholic anymore. Yep. So uh, that's uh, the truth. For for me, fortunately, the advantages of uh, not being a religious man, I can drink them all equally and not give a damn. <laughs> so <laughs> well, it's good for you, Sammy. Let's have ourselves a great show. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Sam. We open with two matches. One a big rivalry. One a big upset. Manchester United nil. Liverpool nil. Burnley 2, Tottenham Hotspur 1. Sam, the story at the Theater of Dreams, Old Trafford, was more like the Nightmare of Injuries, as four, four players, three on one team, but four players go off in the first half of the match. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And you're... (laughs) One of them was only on for about eight minutes. <laughs> oh, I know. And probably the first glaring mistake, I'd say, by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer um, was, uh, I can't remember who it was. I think he came on for Mata. Yeah, he put Lingard. No, he came on for Mata, who yeah, got Ling- hurt. Yeah, Lingard They came put on for Lingard Mata. on with Alexis Sanchez, seemingly healthy, sitting right there on the bench. Um, put Lingard in for the injured Juan Mata, who himself was not 100%. Yep. And I think he may have been on, I exaggerated, I think he may have been on for 20 minutes. Um, ended up doing his hamstring again and had to come off again before the first half. And they subbed in Sanchez Alexis for him. Sanchez, who was sitting there in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Um, Herrera, very Mata, and Lingard all come off. Yeah. 
Um, and then Fabinho. Yeah. Oh, not Fabinho. I'm sorry. Uh, Firmino. Uh, Firmino. Firmino for uh, for Liverpool. All all within the gosh, like first forty minutes of the match. Yeah, I think time. it was within forty two minutes. Yeah. Is all of those substitutions had been made. Um, and fun fact: uh, United had made two first half substitutions the entire season. And had to make three. They had to make three. In one half. In one in, in the first 42 minutes, not even the full half. Yep. Do you think uh, the Firmino injury hurt Liverpool more than the three injuries total from Manchester United? Yes. Because And Marcus Rashford was hurt himself. He I was, I was going to get to him running around yeah, on one leg. Seemed like it. And and now he and, still had a couple of decent runs, but he wasn't moving freely. He he top like he dominated all the attention from the uh, Liverpool defense. Yeah, they they focused everything on Rashford on one leg, and he was still getting by people. Yeah. Um. So whoops, punch the mic. So um, I don't know. The midfields kind of canceled each other out a little bit. I think the injury to for um. Uh, Firmino really did hurt Liverpool more because they were the ones with the impetus. They were the ones really trying to go after the game. They controlled 65% of the possession. Um, and once they got to the final third, they just lacked that quality. For whatever reason, they just were not hitting on all cylinders. They only managed, I think, one shot on target. United managed three, so it wasn't a spectacular game anyway. Um, but well, the the uh, the play that got Lingard injured, uh, Alec McBeal made a great save. Oh, Allison made a brilliant save, little one hander, not absolutely, it away. yeah, brilliant save. Um, but they outshot uh, United overall. I think it was ten seven uh, or something like that, eight seven maybe um, in shots in general, but only had the one on target to United's three. Um, never, never United, really, never really felt like. Liverpool was trying to go get that game. Well, I, I felt, felt like I, United had the better chances. Well, I said, I mean, they had more on target, so they would have had to have had the better chances. But United defended for their lives. Uh, one of the stats they had, that was thrown out is Liverpool only made nine clearances in the game. United made 28. Yeah. So well, Liverpool had the possession, and they were dancing around the box, but they never had that cutting edge. They never had that final ball. And it was very odd to me. You saw uh, when Firmino came off, um, uh Midway through the second half, it was Salah that got yanked, or a little bit later than midway. But yeah. it was Salah that Origi got yanked. Origi in for Salah. For yeah, Origi in for Salah, and then finally Henderson uh, went off for Shakiri. Yeah, um, who knows nothing but going forward. <laughs> uh, but it, the game just kind of petered out for me. It was you know it was despite the efforts on target, it was hotly contested. The midfields played brilliantly for both sides. Pogba and Fabinho were excellent mm-hmm. uh, for each of their teams. I thought Henderson was one of the best players on Fabinho the field. Fabinho was all over the pitch. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, Every a- absolutely. ball you saw him going in. Yeah, he looked like a Brazilian Conte. Yeah. Uh, he was he boss the midfield. Um, I thought Wijnaldum was energetic. Uh, I thought that, um, like I said, Henderson, while he was on, was, was one of the best players on the field. Milner played well, out of position as usual, over on the right side. Andy Robertson was kind of tied up on the left side with uh, Lukaku. And I don't think Liverpool was was terribly adventurous and overrunning, um, despite them controlling the entire game, in my opinion. They had the odd counterattack, sure, through Rashford and through Lukaku. But um, United never really had a, a, a spell where they controlled the game. Where, like I said, Liverpool had sixty five percent of the possession. You know why? You know why they were never why they were never really overlapping? Because honorable honorable mention. Sorry, there. Um, 
Romelu Lukaku and Alexis Sanchez did what they're supposed to do, but have never done before. They were running box to box the entire oh, yeah. second half. Lukaku especially. I mean, like Lukaku especially. Him. The man, yeah. the man went out on the he right his and ran self. his ass off. He yeah. did, really, really did. did. Um, also, credit to the um, I, I, where where you were talking about Liverpool not really having the quality in the final third. I think that's credit's got to go to Luke Shaw and uh, to Ashley Young for just flat out shutting down Mane and Salah. Yeah, but I if mean, you're Mo Salah, you should be taking Luke Shaw to the cleaners. Oh, you should. Luke Shaw had himself I mean, a phenomenal game. Oh, he had a great I mean, game, yeah. But if you're Mo Salah. Yeah, he was all over him. what you did last season and, and what you've done so far this season, really. I mean, he's still having a very good season for a winger. Right. You should be ripping Luke Shaw to shreds. I mean, even he when he even when he beat Luke Shaw, it always seemed immediately like, Lindelof or Smalling were there to immediately clear the ball. And, yeah. Or McT- McTominay as, as well had himself yeah. a pretty good— Jose Mourinho's for, favorite player. For, for, for a younger guy, <laughs> he really he really hustled. He really stepped up to the occasion. It was—like like I said, it was just wasn't all that great of a game. The, no. in, the injuries and, are really the talking point. Yeah, and I mean, when the couple of chances happened, um, both keepers were equal to it. I mean, Allison, you talked about on Lingard, had the, um, that great save. Yeah. Um, and there was one other I could think of. Uh, Lukaku kind of got between both defenders and had a header, I believe, um, that Allison was smart, too. United um, almost but, had a chance to pull a United and score there right at the end. Uh, yeah, just Chris the wrong, Smalling. Just the wrong man in the yep, box. Exactly. If, if that's a midfielder or an attacker, they probably dive at that ball. Yeah. A defender doesn't know he to expect- just throw your body at it. Well, the the attackers expect the ball to get through. They always yeah. think it's going to happen. Yeah, so know? if you throw the defender, any body part, you throw your right. legs at it first, you throw your head at it first, you throw your chest at it, like you just get something on it yep. that's in the back of the net. Exactly. Because he was wide open on the far post. But as as a defender, he he's not thinking that. he's The only time he's typically in the box is for a cross on a corner, and he's thinking head. So he's not looking at a ball that's going to be cutting right in front of the net like that. But if it was anybody else on the pitch, as opposed to a center back, that's probably in the back of the net. And yeah. United probably wins 1-0. I agree with that. So Liverpool now finds themselves one point uh, on top now that the games in hand are finally back in um, back in form again. Do, do you feel like that from Liverpool was more a, we can't lose this match we need to get out of here with at least a point. It just it didn't yeah, seem it, like they were trying to go get it. Right, and actually this is a great segue because it is the opposite of what Tottenham did. Liverpool attacked. Liverpool controlled the game. Liverpool tried to do something with a limited amount of players going forward, but they remembered we can't lose. Right. Tottenham just kept pouring forward and completely forgot about defending. And and got caught. <laughs> and um, got caught. So going into that game, is this a case of Burnley being Burnley at home? Turf Moor is a tough place to go yeah, play. They normally is, score two against a, a top four side. Right. Or is this a case of Tottenham, Tottenham crashing in March like they usually do? Spursing it up. Yeah, it's that. Uh, it's because <laughs> it, it's like they knew going into that, get a W, you at that point – are two points out of first place. Yeah, and realistically, it could have been a draw. I mean, Tom Heaton really st- stood on his head again, been Another in brilliant, brilliant form. <laughs> All um, right. right right down here on the end of the notes, last thing I have written about it, Tom effing Heaton. Yeah. The man is ridiculous. Absolutely. He, uh, Harry Kane had a wonderful strike um, midway through the first half, maybe. No, it was second half. It was second half, uh, and Tom Heaton was, was high, well high equal High arm, cross the body dive. Just, yeah. Oh. The Midlands cat. 
That man him. is. That man. <laughs> He's, he's um, a hell of a keeper. He really is. Um, so so with, with that being said. But no, said, it's, it's Spurs crashing. Do, it's, it's them doing what they do. Do you think they were being too reliant on uh, Harry Kane with his Absolutely. first game back? 100%. Hey. We, we spoke about that during the game, actually, which, again, thanks for everybody getting in touch. We actually, this time, decided to start a group chat uh, with, with all of our regulars that talk during games, which is uh, a lot of fun. Uh, although I did forget that two of them were actually in church while the game was going on. <laughs> so I start this big chat group, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. It blowing up every 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, yeah of, of just me making obnoxious remarks, just trying to instigate everybody. Yeah, but it was uh, it was, it was was brilliant talking to everybody again, uh, of course. Um, and again, sliding in the DMs there, we uh, we always respond, at DU Football Show on, uh, on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Um, but so for me, it looked like... Son was restricted. It looked like Erickson was restricted. They still don't have Deli Alley. Uh, and the other side of the pitch with Lamella was they didn't go to too terribly often. Yeah. Um, they were playing, trying to play, I'm sorry, too much through Harry Kane again. Um, it, where before the injury, it almost seemed like they, they were still being relatively free within within that system but now it's like all right Kane's back let's get him some confidence immediately let's let him score a goal right you know right now and it's almost like they were forcing it to him and you can't do that against Burnley you have to do something creative to beat that that back line when they're on song and they were um great finish from Chris Wood uh and uh great finish also from Ashley Barnes yeah they were both brilliant first uh first goal was that a corner no no, I don't. I don't think it was either. I don't think it was. But in the world of VAR, that's not going to get reviewed, would it? Nope. So it, it would, would not. be. It would just be a corner, anyways. Correct. Um, but then also in the world of VAR, the throw-in that led to the Harry Kane goal wouldn't have been reviewed either when the guy was ten yards further up the pitch with a foot on the field. Correct. You know. So. Yep. Yeah. I. It seemed odd. Very odd of Puccino to react to a referee now granted it's mike dean who is like the world-class asshole of all referees <laughs> yeah but he got in his face and was screaming at him in the end which is very unlike him and then the minute the minute he was off the pitch the minute they put a microphone in his face he said it's over it was on the pitch i was out of line and just i mean completely yeah i think he finally him. thought better of it um one of his assistants you could hear as the camera was going around the assistant uh one of Pochettino's assistants, not the assistant referee. One of Pochettino's assistants was yelling, you can't say that. You can't say that. Like that. The camera didn't get there fast enough. And you can see Poch. I mean, it's hard to read lips. Mm-hmm. But he pointed at the TV cameras like, it's on TV. They heard you. Okay. Like that. So I don't know what it was. Um, I don't know. Again, Mike Dean. It's world-class asshole of referees. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a very so good sure, referee. I'm but sure he's a dickhead. he, he Absolutely. definitely made an, yeah, no, he's a an right off-colored dickhead. remark about it. You yeah, know? for sure. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. He's just getting involved. That's what that's what Dean does, man. Well, he's the one. I I want to. I don't know that he was a childhood Spurs fan, um, for sure. But he was the one. Um, I don't. I, you know what? I don't think he was because he's done it on more than one occasion. It just I remember it because it was against us. He refereed a North London derby, mm-hmm. played advantage for Spurs, and they scored. And he celebrated the fact that he played advantage at the right moment. But it looked like I'm celebrating the Spurs goal, right? So it just always sticks in my mind, and I can't <laughs> stand him. 
Uh, he's also uh, very card happy too. Oh yeah, he he's, he's still he's cards. still on he's still on ninety nine reds in hasn't, the league. Hasn't broken the century mark yet. Nope, still hasn't. Watch watch him ref the uh, watch him ref the Merseyside Derby and throw out a red to but make he, that he century mark. Has the potential to ref both games this weekend. Yeah, we're on two different days. No, that's true. Very true. We both could have Dino. Um. So real quick to. Burnley. Um, nobody really has noticed this, but they have been on ridiculous form. I want to say they are now unbeaten in nine in the Premier League. I think it's since the loss to uh, the five-one loss to Everton. They ain't lost. Yeah, I think they have. They've unbeaten since Boxing Day. Yeah, I think that's the, right. That was yeah, the the five-to-one yeah. to Everton. And I think you're right about since. that. I'm uh, pretty sure you're right about that. They, you think they've done enough? Who Burnley? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think they're safe. Um, Pochettino looked like he was going to keep going at Mike Dean, mm-hmm. and uh, pretty um, kind of existential moment. Uh, the person that broke it up that got him away from the ref was Phil Bardsley. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and Phil and and Pochettino was still kind of talking to him, and then looked over like, "Who's touching me?" He was like, "Oh, shit, okay, okay." Threw his hands up, like, all right, yeah, I got to calm down. You're right. Oh, and, and Bardsley almost looked like, hey, fuck off down the tunnel. Come on. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Get out of here. Be yeah. done. He's brilliant. Um, He's a proper dickhead, too. We'll get we'll get into it. Oh, pardon me. Um, We'll get into it. Uh, We'll get into it in uh, predictions, but this is going to be a very tough week for, for uh, Tottenham coming up as they have two derbies they face uh, – they go to the bridge, and then they're at home to Arsenal over the weekend. Yep. What's the, sorry's Chelsea might uh, it's, not it's, take too much out of them. It's still <laughs> it's still a derby, and it's still a quote unquote top six side. We had some goals this weekend, and they weren't from where we thought they would come from. Very odd places, huh? Watford five, Cardiff one, Crystal Palace four, Leicester one. Um, Watford, Jerry Delafeu with the hat trick, could never do that for Everton, well, and I, Troy Deeney with the brace. Let's rip the Band-Aid off and get the bad news out of the way, and then talk about the brilliant pace from Delafeu. Um, Cardiff and Nant, uh, the first installment of the transfer fee, uh, was supposed to be paid for uh, Emiliano Sala, the mm-hmm. player that passed away, and um, Cardiff aren't prepared to pay the fee Ooh. so court was threatened they've agreed to extend it until the 27th so i think wednesday of this week uh for the first payment to be made um and i think cardiff is looking for a way out there was also a piece of the story that i don't quite understand um where this guy willie k or willie mckay i'm sorry willie k is a, a, a buffet in glen burnie it's really good I was um, going to say it's a sports bar in Greenbelt that one of our friends uh, oh, that's, that's hosts a, host host a party of? on Saturday nights. What am I thinking of? I, you're just randomly in your brain. Uh, anyway, yeah. it's uh, All right, never mind. The um, uh, Welcome to the mind of Samuel <laughs> It's always racing, man. It's always just on all cylinders. Hyper. Um, so Willie McKay was involved in a contract for some reason. He's not a lawyer nor an agent, so nobody really knows why. That uh, whatever mistake was made in that contract could end up costing Salah's family about six hundred thousand pound. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. So, like a lot of weird 
things came about this week that don't look very good for anybody. Um, could make Cardiff come off looking like dicks. Could make Nant coming off looking like, you know, stingy. Could make Cardiff look incompetent. And at the end of the day, the family lost not only a son, but a little bit of financial security as well. What what needs to happen is whatever the money exchange between those two clubs is, who cares how they figure that out? Technically, technically, you paid for this player. This player was sold to you and he came over. Unfortunately, he did not make it there. Right. But he was sold. So yeah. I would say you owe the damn you money. You owe the money. Right. But, I, that would be my assessment as well. But ultimately, no matter what happens in that situation, the two of them need to figure out that his family gets taken care of. Yeah. And paying to send the body back is not taking care of the family. Well, it was a nice you, gesture, but if, if, if it's six hundred thousand, you split it. Both of you pay three hundred thousand, and you put you give it to the damn family. That is exactly what you do. Final twist: mm-hmm. uh, not uh, their offices, their facility. Um, was raided by the tax authorities in France. Oh, no. So now we have no idea what's going on. Um, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, just do a quick Google search and look up on it. It was It's very hard to follow, but it's pretty interesting stuff, so give it a go. Anyway, back to the good news, back to the football. Uh, uh, is it Gerard? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Gerard Delafeu. Gerard Delafeu. You always call him Jerry, and then it right. messes me up. Well, because it was he used to always pass the ball to Rom and give him give Rom goals, and they called it the Rom and Jerry show. I gotcha. So. All right, well, there you go. Um, the first goal was brilliant. Uh, <laughs> and then the second and third were just pacey. Um, the, the third one especially was kind of – well, the second one especially beat a player. He started four yards in front of him, ended up eight yards behind him, in on goal by himself. Yeah. The uh and finished brilliantly, kept his composure. The Just third got one got right around the keeper and tapped it away. Yep. The third one was a bad giveaway from Cardiff, but he played on the shoulder and played in the space brilliantly. His movement was excellent. There was nobody anywhere near him when he received the ball. Um and then at that point there was nobody going to catch him and just a brilliant little dink finish over the top. All three right footed, no responses uh while he was doing it. So I found out the other day on another show we listened to that is a Scandinavian perfect hat trick. A Scandinavian perfect yeah, hat trick. Because every country has a different. <laughs> in in England. Right. A right foot, left foot header. Right, right foot, left foot header. In Germany, it's all in one half, I mm-hmm. think is what they said. In Scandinavia, it was uninterrupted. Doesn't okay. matter what half, but nobody can reply in between, and right. none of your players can score. Also, right. Um, going so, going to Cardiff though. Um, at one nothing, definitely calls for a penalty. Um, that's a definite penalty that that should have been called. That could have certainly changed the overall outcome of the game. Oh yeah, but one hundred percent. But Cardiff in that situation, you can't let the game get away from no. you. You you, can, you have to think of the bigger picture. We, you're you're fighting. You are fighting to stay up. Yeah, it's really it's you in Southampton. One hundred percent. Some can debate Brighton is slightly involved in it now. But it's it's Southampton and, and Cardiff, and yeah. one of those two teams is going down. One hundred percent. And we we've talked about it early on in the show in our in our early goings. You play to the whistle. It's the first thing you learn as a child. If yep. the referee doesn't blow the whistle, you keep playing. Right? Yeah. Goal number two. Uh, you saw two Cardiff defenders do the throw the yeah. arm up in the air like and it's an by offside. Then, by then, Jerry's gone. Yeah, he's way gone. 
And then uh, Jerry provides the assist to Troy To Troy Dini's first. And then you give up, like, again, Cardiff, you give up a goal. You get a goal to make it four <laughs> to one. And then you give up a goal in the 90-plus minute. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, that goal was. Goal differential means, means something, means something big. Absolutely. 100%. Give up the goal. Yep. Like, you really can't. This is going to come back to bite you in the ass. You can't do that. And Very then, possible. Then going to the next game, I just, oh, well, one last thing I wanted to say. Historic season for Watford. Yeah. This is going to be their best finish in the Prem. They are now in seventh place. They're ahead of Wolves. And and honestly, that's going to be the battle for seventh. It's going to be between Wolves and uh, and Watford. I mean, yep. Everton gets it together. They finish eighth. But they're yeah. not, I mean, maybe ninth. But like, they're not going yeah, to. I think you, I, you can still finish at yeah. seventh. It, it'll depend well, on the, but you need the form of the other <laughs> team to also dip is the. And, and we've played both of those teams already. Right. All the way so through, you so. don't have any six-pointers going to the end of the Precisely. season. Precisely. And, and here's what will happen is we'll figure out a way to finish in seventh place. And um, either Watford or Wolves will win the FA Cup, so we won't go to Europe. So you won't go to Europe. Yeah. Like that season you finished in fourth? Yeah. And Liverpool <laughs> won the Champions, Champions League? League yeah. So, yeah. So the, you got the Istanbul screwed. year. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. Thanks uh, thanks, thanks for uh, the salt and the fresh wound. Um, fresh wound. Yeah. Is it 2005? Anytime Liverpool wins, it's oh a fresh win. Oh, my God. Um, Come on. Palace, whoop up <laughs> on the... Liverpool wins, Melissa. Anytime. I think you just triggered him. <laughs> yeah, you did. Hashtag, hashtag triggered. Hashtag me too. <laughs> Uh-oh. Pause the show. We got to find a safe space. <laughs> yeah, you can't use that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sam looks like a redneck that had I to was... push one for English. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> got to find him a safe space. Jesus Christ! Well, well, and 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 our producer can't use it too. You can't say me too either because oh, no. it's, it's wanted every time I I uh, you know harass you. You know what? <laughs> Screw it. Let's go for the big time. Those gays, dude. I gotta say, <laughs> if we're gonna offend, we gotta offend uh, equally, like George Carlin. No, nah. I'm just kidding. We're just kidding about all of that. Come on. Um, We're just, we love everyone. So, um, Palace put the whooping on an inconsistent Foxes team that then sacked their boss, Claude Puel. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Deserved or sacrificial lamb? Deserved. Um, Lester, he was, uh, he was a very subdued personality. Mm-hmm. And you have people in the team like Wes Morgan and Jamie Vardy and Johnny Evans and people that need to get up for a game, that need to feel excited. And you can't walk in and, uh, I think that uh, we can play the football and uh, <laughs> everything will be fine and uh, work out from there. All right? And so then I go like out and be excited French for it. somehow became German at the end. That was I, very yeah. good. <laughs> I did years impersonating Arsene Wenger, who was from Alsace, and actually spoke German fluently as well. Oh, very good. Yep. Look at that. Thanks. I Thanks in, for noticing. I, <laughs> it was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah, but just, so, just, just like your drunken <laughs> Irish, Scottish, English mutt language you do. Yeah. Yeah, just like that. That's on purpose, right? Anyway. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Twelve beers and a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. The um, I I really think Lester at this point just lacked identity. Um, on top of that, you have the emotional loss of Shrinidabaprava earlier in the season. Um, obviously that we've spoken about multiple times. Um, he wanted them to play prettier football. He wanted them to to knock the ball around a bit, to play a possession based game. But that's not what they do. I was gonna say the exact opposite of what they are. That's they're a counter. Not what they, they're, yeah. they're a counter attack, high energy team. 
Right. Harry Maguire's good, but he's slow. Yeah. Wes Morgan is good, but he's slow. Um, now that he's older. Uh, Johnny Evans is good, but he can't do it all himself. And he's starting to get up in age uh, yeah. a bit. Um, Chilwell's injured, I think. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen him for a couple of weeks. Uh, James Madison was injured for a few weeks as well. He's back now playing well. And no, um, he, I would disagree. He's not been looking very good. Uh, he, like, was, he was the one that bodied whoever. I can't remember who he bodied out of the way, but he's the one that got the header back in uh, from when uh, Lester scored their goal. really the only thing he did well the entire match. He did not have a particularly good match. So, But my point is, is they don't have the personnel to play that kind of football. It's like what, what Huddersfield was trying to do. They had Aaron Moy and Philip Billing, and that was it. Right, and they're trying to play this wonderful, you know, ticky tacky kind of style. Right, they don't have the players for that. They have Jamie Effing Vardy to pick up the ball on, you know, over the top, running off the, you know, kind of like De La Feu did. Right, you know, play on the last, the shoulder of the last defender. Somebody pumps a ball up, and you're off. Yep, you're off to the races, and nobody's gonna catch him. And put the ball in the back of the yeah. net. Two touches a, later, three touches later. Drink a can of Red Bull and smash it against your head and uh, give the finger to everybody. Yeah. That's what you're supposed Everybody's to do, Everybody's going Jamie for Effing their Vardy. halftime cup of tea and Jamie Vardy's <laughs> pounding Red Bulls in the corner. <laughs> doing, like Schmeagel with the uh, with the, <laughs> with the ring. Doing, you know what I mean? Doing doing lines of blow off strippers' asses. <laughs> that is Jamie F and Vardy. Because that's um, what he does. Casper Schmeichel, not a very good game for him. Ooh. Sees a yellow card after uh, uh, debating a uh, it was penalty. All bad. It was and bad. then goal number four. Near post off his hands, he basically patty caked it into the back of the net. Now De La Feu hit it though. Yeah. It was a de- it was a decent not strike. De La Feu, Zaha. That was Zaha's. Crystal Palace. De La Feu is uh, watching. Oh, the and Wolves. I'm sorry. About. Well, that that happened also for De La Feu's second one. I think it was mm-hmm. actually hit the, that goalkeeper in the hands. Hello, and sorry. welcome back to the podcast. Sam. I know. I told you everything's racing all the time, man. Um. Uh. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It Zaha was, gets a brace. That was good on him. Yeah, and I, but he did. He hit that ball also. I mean, it, he hit it with pace. That was pretty good. The first goal is the one I want to talk about. Hmm. First goal was brilliant. Uh, the cross over the top. I mean, he found himself in acres of space. But yeah. um, the composure as Schmeichel is 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 running across his line, making himself big. I mean, he did everything he could. Right. Zaha just had the composure to relax, pick his spot, and put it right where the goalkeeper came from with no time to react. Um, he actually hit that one pretty well. Yeah. Also, it wasn't just placed. He had a little bit of pace to it. Gave Casper Spike no chance. Uh, uh, it was a great finish. Palace, same place as Burnley, right? They're they're pretty much they're clear. Yeah, um, especially when you have goals from the automatic penalty spot taker of Milivojevic. Yeah, that guy does, he can't beat. He, he does even not miss, miss free kicks no. either. He's he's uh-uh. fantastic. He doesn't miss when people yell shoot. He does. <laughs> he's yeah. got like eight nine goals this season. <laughs> I it's know. Brilliant. Now five of them are from the penalty spot. That's but fine. Details we don't need to worry about, right? Their, their highest ever goal scorer in a season, I believe, was Andy Johnson back okay. in the day. Eighteen of his twenty six goals or whatever it was that he scored in the league, eighteen of them were from the penalty spot. <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, yeah. it counts the same. It's a goal, right? Yeah, yeah it's a goal. Yep. Um. So where do the foxes go from here? <sighs> The talk is Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers has basically said he's not leaving until the Scottish season is finished. Well, the Scottish season seems to be over on April 6th, everything I can find. Yeah, it's <laughs> so over pretty quickly. they have to last a month. Um, they just you know promote an assistant uh, interim if they want to go that route, if he'll take it. The other talk is uh, 
the the only coach in the league that I know of being held hostage, Rafa Benitez, uh, is <laughs> is the other talk to maybe get him in um, and do something. But uh, in the meantime, for the rest of the season, do they fall backwards a little now? I don't think they fall backwards enough to to go down. I don't think they'll go on that kind of a run because whoever comes in, I mean, it's if it's this glaring obvious to us what they need to do. It's obvious to somebody in that dressing room. Yeah, I, it's I, for some reason I feel like this is a fifteenth, sixteenth place finish for the Foxes. It you could know? be. I just don't. I, I, just th- don't I think, think it, I don't think it finishes well. Not that I think they're in any trouble. No, and not that I don't think that the next coach they will bring in will fix it, and they'll be right back to being um, that you know eighth place team. But where people are talking about how disappointed they're in in what Everton's been so far this year, look at Leicester, and Leicester's far worse. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> In this week's, oh, so that happened. Arsenal 2, Southampton nil. West Ham 3, Fulham 1. <laughs> that sounded very posh. Southampton. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> Bournemouth 1, Wolverhampton 1. Newcastle 2, Huddersfield Town nil. Sammy? Go to town, talk yeah. about Arsenal. I know you got some red wine over there as well. <laughs> some bubbly. Professional. Arsenal and Southampton. Um, I feel like we would. Uh, it was a very nice feeling to get the green, uh, the clean sheet. I can't even talk like that. <laughs> All right, it was really good to get the clean sheet um, for a change. Now we did have a few last uh, lackadaisical moments. Um, uh, in defense, uh, but Bird Leno came up huge, made a couple of great saves. Uh, we were lethal when we needed to be. Um, I would like a little bit more of an end product from Alex Wobi still, uh, but he played very well. Uh, also tracked back to an extent, um, and and pressed from the front as well. Defended from the front uh, while he was while he was pressing. He, they overall, I think they played very well. Um, Southampton's a bad team. Yeah, they're not good. Um, I was glad to not see Charlie Austin for all, uh, for half the game. Yeah, that was nice because he always seems to score against us. Uh, but um, but like I said, Bird Leno cleaned up the mess. Torreira played fantastically again, uh, kind of under the radar. Um, Lacazette, uh, his goal, completely mm-hmm. on purpose. You can see him flick his leg. Uh, he knew what he was doing. Uh, so anybody that says that the cross was not to him, that was a shot by Mkhitaryan, mm-hmm. and, but he was credited with an assist. Uh, but overall, it was good, and um, like we spoke about Liverpool early on in the season, I would like to see a stand on team's throats, because we did have chances and didn't put anything else away the rest of the game. All the scoring was done within the first 14, 16 minutes. Um, but other than that, I, I thought we played well. We just got to make sure we stay switched on at the back. It's it's a three-team race now for 18th place. It's, it's Southampton, it's Cardiff, and unfortunately for them, because they haven't won in the new year, uh, Brighton is now in that hunt. Um, now they have a game at hand cause they didn't play this weekend. And I know that the, I believe they play Southampton coming up very soon, yeah. which will be good for them. Yes. But, um, I mean, ultimately it's, I, it's, it's now three teams and legitimately I think it's two and I think it's going to be Southampton. I, I don't I think so. I don't think Hassan Holtel is going to be able to do anything. It doesn't look it. like it. They they still he's a good don't... coach. He's he's trying to fix their style a little, but it's gonna they're gonna need to go down the championship and improve their team again. They they look like they're at least trying again, yeah. but they're just bad. Yeah, I and, mean they had that new manager bump. Everybody was trying to impress him. They played beyond themselves, but they're just a bad team. I mean we said it then when when they beat us, 
at St. Mary's. You're They're not, just a bad team. You're not winning games with five midfielders and Nathan Redmond is your lone striker. No, not you're a not winning games. No, that's not going to happen. He got manhandled again. How, how about next game? Fulham could not catch a break. They they miss an open opportunity on Babel. They finally get one. From Babel. From Babel. And then three unanswered by, I just by liked, West Ham. I uh, just Lucas Scott Sterling Fabianski. Saved it with his face. Yep. Again. Exactly. <laughs> right off the face. Uh, for In that, the face. <laughs> for that Babel chance. Um, yeah. I mean, West Ham's a good team. Chicharito cheated. Uh which is fine. Oh, total handball. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have written here, Chicharito and Diop had, actually, Diop just headed the ball. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Chicharito definitely punched it in, um, hand of God style. Um, and then Mikel Antonio with another header. Yeah. It, Fulham's going down. I mean, it's, that's the end of it. Yeah. I, it, that's the absolute end of it. It's Huddersfield and Fulham, and then we'll find out who the other team is, as you said. Yeah. It's... it. <sighs> You better hope Mitro is available relatively cheap. Yeah, it's, um, I'm hoping for it. That's for certain. Um, Wolverhampton Cherries. Wolverhampton playing yeah. playing down to an opponent again. Yep. That was all Cherries. The Cherries should have won that game. They blew a penalty, but Josh but they King. hit they hit the post twice. They they flat out outplayed Wolverhampton. No doubt about it. Yeah. They outplayed them. Um, Wolves had a lot of counters. Um, resulting in Bournemouth making, I made this point earlier about the number of clearances. So they were in and around the box on occasion. Right. Wolves only had 17 clearances to Bournemouth's 33. So they almost doubled them up, uh, needing to clean up and sweep up and, and get rid of the ball. Right. But, um, that was all counterattacks. You never actually felt like they were going to score. No. No. I don't, it was, Cherry, it was, I was, Cherry should have won. Yeah. Cherry I was Cherry unhappy won with that the one. game. Uh, especially Cherry should have won two to one exactly as you and I both predicted. Yeah. That's, you know, really yeah. not much more to say than that. And nah. the Cherries are going to have a tough time against better. Opponents Where's Colin Wilson? Um, I believe injured currently. Well, that sucks. And, uh, Solanke missed, uh, missed one too. Uh, um, uh, goalie, uh, Rico, uh, the goalkeeper for Wolves. Rude Port- Patricio. Patricio made a, made a heck of a save on Solanke on one. Was it Solanke or was it Jordan Ibe? Uh, no, that's right. It was Jordan. It was Jordan it was when Jordan he cut Ibe. back in on his left foot and then yep. banged one. It was a great save. Um, j- just with Josh King, do you let a man take two penalties in one game? I don't like that. I don't like it either. I'm not you a fan switch, of that. You switch the penalty there's, taker. Yeah, there's two things about penalties I don't like. If you're the one that gets fouled, you don't take it. Your blood's rushing. You're the, normally the one screaming the loudest for the penalty. You're, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, Thierry Henry had that. If he was the one that got fouled, he refused to take yeah. the penalty, even though he was the penalty taker for for Arsenal. Well, you're just your adrenaline's pumping at that point. Yep. You just got fouled. You're, Absolutely. You're not I'm the I'm a fan of, of that. The the guy that gets fouled doesn't take the penalty. Right. Also, what you just said, you don't take two in one game. But as they say, this is why, as a penalty taker, you need two spots. Right. You need two spots you feel don't, comfortable don't going. Don't keep going to the same spot because exactly. a goalkeeper will learn that and a goalkeeper will get you. And that's exactly what he did. He tried to put it wider and ended up putting it wide of the post, but the goalkeeper guessed right. So The goalkeeper went the correct direction. So Newcastle get two, win 2-0, two hit the post four times. This game could have been a lot, lot, lot worse. Yeah, it was a terrible tackle by Tommy Smith. Ooh. Horrendous. 
Well, uh, it, on it Miguel was, Amarone. And it was because Amarone left him with his shoes off earlier in the match yeah. and, and just blew right past him. Well, he had a, a very loose touch in the build-up to that. Um, mm-hmm. And Tommy Smith had every right to go for the ball, but not lunge in everything off the ground with a stud showing. That's a bit ridiculous. Right. He deserved to walk, in my opinion. Amarone um, kind of helter-skelter style, but I, he looks a player. Um, yeah. And his pace is going to worry teams. Um you all may know him as the uh, MLS Cup winning uh, player uh, this season for uh, Atlanta United. Yeah. Uh, now Newcastle's all-time um, record signing. Yep. Yep. Um, this is it for Huddersfield, right? Uh, it was that was if, it two weeks ago. But but if that was if there was a game you were going to win, if there was a game you were going to go get a point, if you were going to show if you were going to need something, it was this game. This was yeah, the game. For and, sure. And Rafa looked ready to get the points, and Huddersfield didn't. Oh, yeah, um, agreed. Um, <laughs> we got a uh, last-minute email. Oh, cool. Uh, before we jump into the next section of the show, uh-huh. um, from Russ, uh, our friend, uh, and he writes in. He says, "Sam, Sam Graham, could you uh, could you talk about your club and how playing extra matches can hurt your team?" I would ask Sam Houston, but dot dot. Dot, dot. Uh, and the article that he shared because of that is uh, Pep Guardiola. The headline of the article is Pep Guardiola says cup win comes at a heavy price for us. Um, they lost Fernandinho, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, as we're about to talk about. Um, and uh, Emmerich Laporte uh, during the League Cup final. Um, playing extra games is great for finances. It's great for prestige. It's great for for television, it's great for experience, you know, because you will be forced to rotate your squad to an extent. Um, it's not so good for travel and for the league. No, it's why it's why you as Burnley a top started club, off. Oh, they as had a bad hard time with did. it. Yeah, it's why top clubs will sign somebody for fifty million and only use them in cup draws. Exactly. Uh, so it's it's tough. Um, it, it takes a toll. All of those games add up, and they add up quickly, especially this time of the season. So we wouldn't really be talking about this game at all because, very simple, it went to penalties, and Manchester City beat Chelsea on penalties, uh, four to three. But what we do I do want to I do want to mention Chelsea mm-hmm. did show some character. Yeah, they tried. Um, they hustled after getting game. walloped a couple weeks ago in yeah. the league. They came out and actually held them, and they looked more likely to score in the second half and an extra time. An in extra my time, opinion. they absolutely yeah. did. Um, but that's unfortunately it all doesn't matter now. That's not the story because <laughs> in extra time, uh, right near the end of the match, when it's getting ready to go to uh, penalties, uh, sorry, actually makes, in my opinion, what I thought was a fantastic sub. I agree. Where with he that. was going to bring Willie Caballero on, who used to be Manchester City's goaltender, goalkeeper, also is was the um, Argentinian national goalkeeper. And has at the World Cup, yeah, and and has been in many, many a shootout on an international stage, yeah, which Keppa has been in none, none. <laughs> and somebody updated Keppa's Wikipedia page. Uh huh. It says playing position manager of Chelsea FC. <laughs> <laughs> so what what happened, boys and girls, was is the the substitution board went up and. Uh, uh, Keppa just decided he wasn't going to come off the pitch. Yeah, and waved off the substitution he to did his the, coach. Did the Dikembe Mutombo finger? <gasps> no, 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 not in here, not <laughs> then, in my house. Then did the full hand wave. I'm good. 
then waved them away like you're, you know, hiding somebody at a surprise birthday party. Then he did the old fuck off hand wave where you start low at the waist and then firmly bring it up to the top and keep it there for a second. Then he shook his finger again. And at the same time, while this is all going on, yelling at his manager, his manager's on the side, come off as he's twiddling a cigarette between his fingers. Come off. It's a substitution. And he, no, I'm good. And Willie Caballero is just standing there with his arms out going, uh, well, okay, what do well, I do? What, what do I do? <laughs> um, and, uh, it's and, like when you get caught on an episode of Cheaters. You remember that old show, Cheaters? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the girls are fighting. What do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, and that would be all well and good if Kappa did well in the penalty. Well, the, 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 I got one more issue. The referee... Should have taken charge. He came over to Sorry and was like, well, he did take charge technically, but he was like, what do you want to do? You get, you make the decision. You're the football coach. Card Keppa. Yeah. You're for delaying, delaying the, the substitution. Yeah. Card Keppa. Absolutely. But Sorry ended up giving in. He gave in. Yeah. And was like, oh, fine, forget it. Walked back, almost left the, mm-hmm. the dugout. Yep. Um, stopped at the door, thought better of it, came back, slammed a pen down. Started yelling at uh, Gianfranco Zola mm-hmm. and pointing over his shoulder. And the only thing I can imagine him saying is that motherfucker's never playing for me again. <laughs> uh, probably in Italian, but yes. that's the only thing he could say. You know, that's ridiculous. If I was his coach, he would never step foot on the first team training pitch again. He'd be with the U23s or training by himself, and he would be nowhere near the first team ever again. Absolutely disgraceful. But he cost 71 million pound, and you... Then fire me. Yeah. I'd go to Roman Abramovich and be like, then fire me. I don't give a shit. That is unacceptable. Yeah. And would you allow one of your employees to do that oh, at your oil company that also murders not. people? Absolutely I didn't not. think so. Yeah. Right. And so why should I stand for that as the manager of this club? And then on uh, penalty shot number two... Walked right up to the penalty spot, stood at the spot, looked at Sergio Aguero in the face to, you know, intimidate him. Goes back to the line. Aguero hits a dribbler on the ground. That Kepa promptly, you know, goes in the worst place possible for a keeper, you know, right into your hands. Oh, yeah. Of which he then drops and it goes into the back of the net. And that is where you you lose. Yep. If if you're going to wave off your manager and you not better you win the better game. make that you save. better win the game. <laughs> um, um, Rob uh, also got in touch, uh, former guest of the show. Yes, uh, was on here. One of our best friends uh, got in touch with a text he had with his brother, who's a Chelsea fan, and uh, he said Aretha Balaga, which made me giggle. Uh, that was pretty funny. Yes. Oh, and then to to boot, uh, Chelsea got fined by the FA for uh, signing violations and now have two transfer windows where they're not allowed to make any transactions. Exactly. As of now, yeah. I mean, they're good. They've already said they're going to appeal it, so we'll see what happens. But right. then, uh, basically, then, signing players that are too young. Right. Then you're going to lose this summer, then. You're yep. going to lose at least one. You're going to lose yeah. one window. Exactly. And uh, the window that you would have sold Aretha Balaga and signed a new keeper. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> is now gone. Precisely. <laughs> it's time to tell you what little we know. It's prediction time. Hey, Sam, you hear the giddiness in his voice? Uh, Sammy, so um, you went three and five, and I went five and three, and uh, yeah, okay. you're now one thirty five and one fourteen, and I am one thirty eight and one eleven. Every time you seem to get close, 
you fade off into the distance. Listen, so what am I behind? Three games? Three games. The, amount, the amount of shots of Malort you will be doing in the last episode yeah, of right. the uh, regular season. Uh, this will be pretty easy because um, I'm going to take the lead. Liverpool's going to win the league. And um, Everton might get sucked into a relegation battle. So I'll have all the fun I need to have at the end of the season. <clears throat> all right. We got to do this quick. We actually got 20 games to go over. So uh, Tuesday gives us four games. Uh, Everton heads to Cardiff. Uh, the rest will do toffees good. Three to one toffees. Two one harder than it should be, but you'll win. Uh, Huddersfield hosts Wolverhampton. Uh, despite the fact that they don't like playing good against uh, crappy teams, Wolverhampton 2-0. Two 2-0. Nil. Two nil. Uh, Leicester welcome Brighton. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. I got the same thing. Um, Newcastle hosts Burnley. 2-2, uh, and I think in a very uh, fun game. I say 1-0 in a very cagey game. 2-2. Uh, who two? Who do you give it to? Oh, New- Newcastle. I'm Newcastle 1-0. I thought you just repeated your score, 2-2. <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, Wednesday has six matches. Uh, Bournemouth head to Arsenal, 3-1 to Gunners. 3-1. to Easy, easy peasy. Um, Southampton host Fulham. Um, I'm going to go two to one to Southampton. It's a it's a tough one to pick only because they're hosting. I'm going two one Southampton. I have one one because they both suck. Um, um, Manchester United travel to Crystal Palace. I'm going to go two one United. I have two one United as well. Very good. Uh, West Ham to Man City. Uh, three nothing Man City. Four nil. Uh, Liverpool welcome Watford. I'm going to go two to one Liverpool in what's going to be a very lively match because Watford's on form right now. I've got one nil because Liverpool doesn't seem to be able to score goals all of a sudden. They look uninspired, but they're going to have enough to quell the Watford attack. And the final match of Wednesday has a London derby as the Spurs head to Chelsea. Um, despite the recent loss, I'm going to go two to one Spurs. I've got three one Spurs, and it could be the final nail in Sarri's coffin. Very good. So the weekend gives us a busy Saturday and three huge derbies for the uh, derbies for the uh, for the weekend. We start with a big one, the North London Derby, as Arsenal head down to Wembley to face Tottenham. I'm going two to two draw, Sam. I said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. We can't stand on people's throats, and we give up dumbass goals. And Harry Kane, of course, came back early from injury. Right. And uh, frankly, it feels like they needed a little bit more than you do. Like, I mean, you guys are battling, yeah. obviously, for fourth place, but it just feels like they need they need to get this game against you more than you need this game against them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, midday gives us five games. We have uh, Man City head to the Vitality to play Bournemouth. I'm going to go in another KG one, just like the last time they played them, 3-1 to one to uh, City. I got 4-1 to City, but I agree. Um, Brighton welcome Huddersfield. Uh, Brighton gets off the bump. 2-1 to one Brighton. I've got 2-0. No. Uh, Brighton. Crystal Palace head to uh, Turf Moor to face Burnley. I'm going to go 1-1 draw. I've got 1-0 Burnley. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a game. Um, yeah, that I mean, one should not, be pretty. I mean, I mean it won't be barn-burning stuff, but it's, it'll be interesting it'll to be watch. It'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Man U welcomes Southampton. 3 nothing to United. Same thing. Uh, Cardiff go to Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton plays down 2-1, to though. They still win. Wolves. 2-1. to one. And uh, the final game of the day has Newcastle traveling to West Ham. I'm going with a 2-2 draw. I've got 2-1 West Ham. Very good. And then Sunday. We have... Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> He's selling used cars over there. <laughs> um, we have... Um, first, we have uh, Chelsea go to uh, Craven Cottage to face Fulham in the West London Derby. I'm going to pick a, kind of a surprise here. 
1-1 draw. Ooh. I've got 2-0 Chelsea. 2 no Chelsea heard. Um, and then we have uh, Watford uh, faces uh, Leicester. I'm going to go 2-1 to one to Watford. 2-1, same thing. And then the weekend finishes off with the big one, Sammy. A big one. Because it started off with a big one. Yes. So Show some respect. A, a, another big one. There two we big go. Ones. That's better. Um, two, two big ones. Just like what's <laughs> in this room right now. The Merseyside. <laughs> it's the Merseyside Derby as uh, the Reds of Liverpool take a short walk across Stanley Park to face Everton at Goodison. Sammy? Two to one Everton. Two. I said I said Everton is going to beat Liverpool at home. They are absolutely going to beat Liverpool at home. Everton have one game to play for the rest of the season. It is this game. It is their opportunity to take away a title from Liverpool, and they are going to rise to the occasion. Two to one, Everton. They sound confident. And maybe if Claude Puel delivered a halftime speech, it sounded like that. He wouldn't have gotten sacked. Um, but uh, no, you're going to lose two to one. Nope. Yep. Yep. I'm going to take, hear them footsteps. I'm going to take joy. Hear them footsteps. I'm going to take joy in the fact that Liverpool is going to lose the title, and we are going to be why they do it. You know what? I can't wait until I go 17 and three this weekend, and you go 14 and six, and we're tied going into March. I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. I'm going to love everything about it. There's only one problem. You're going to be wrong about this game. Everton's winning. I'm not. I, they are not winning. I you called can't. it. I called When's it. When's the last time last, you scored a goal? I called it. The end of the. Last, they've had. They've had. You haven't 10 even days played off. in two weeks. They've <laughs> had ten. They've had ten days off to recharge. They're going to be ready. They no. are going to be hyper ready. You know what? Hyper ready. Oh, if, no. if I I think they're going to come back in great form. I think they're going to look great against Cardiff, and I think they're going to look great against Liverpool. And if they don't, you might as well fire Silva because clearly he had ten days to motivate them, and he couldn't and get if, it done. And if I feel ever, you there. and if ever you, if you don't even need to motivate your team, they see the table, they look across the park, the the park at at Anfield, they want them. You know that te- you know they want them. They know. Shoe was on the other foot, and this was Tottenham, and they were coming to you. And you could ruin their chances of a title. It'd be the only thing your team you're, you would oh, want we, your players to think yeah, about. Yeah, but we're better than them. Not currently. That's it. <laughs> Not currently. Uh, you're only as good as your last result. We won four to two. No, you won. Well, last result was two nothing win to. Well, a team. I'm against to, them. To, to, to a team All right, you also, good. Even to, still, to and to they lost, lost to Burnley to a team you lost to also, and they lost to Burnley. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so we didn't play. Uh, next, but we didn't lose. Hey, <laughs> we didn't lose. Why? Because nah. we didn't play. Yeah, we had all that weather. No good. Yeah. So, um, thanks for joining us, everybody. Sammy, you got any parting words? Happy Derby Week, everybody. As you can see, it gets people fired up, gets you excited. Make sure you tune in this weekend. It's going to be a lovely, lovely time. And that's it. Thank you so much for joining us. For Sam Graham, this is Sam Houston. Crazy week ahead of us. Um, We will have a lot to talk to you about and want to hear from you. And next week, you may hear one or more grown men either act like lunatics or sob like babies. Depends on how the derbies turn out. (laughs) Until next week, everybody. Have a good night.
so Bruce Day isn't proud of me. Nope. Me. Uh-uh. In fact, Bruce Day may need to have a conversation with me. You better start apologizing to Bruce Day. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I do push-ups for a living.